Turn with me to the book of 1 John again. 1 John chapter 1, and uh, we're looking at verse 5 today. And uh, for me, this is probably one of uh, the most important verses um, in the letter, uh, maybe in the New Testament, uh, because it uh, gives us such clarity uh, as really uh, the division, uh, the the two sides. Uh, we live in a, uh, a, a strange culture. We live in a strange world uh, where people have all kinds of ideas about uh, how they're going to get to heaven. Uh, those of you who were involved in the faith program several years ago uh, remember that uh, the, the first question that we would ask someone was, in your personal opinion, uh, what does a person have to do to go to heaven? And some of the answers you would get back to that question uh, were mind-boggling. Uh, and what this passage does for us in describing God, uh, it says, it lays out that really there, there's only two options. Uh, and that is, as John describes it here, uh, light and dark. And, you know, it's interesting that throughout, um, pretty much throughout history, uh, that light and dark have always uh, symbolized the same thing. Light symbolized purity and righteousness, uh, and dark symbolized uh, sin. And so John, in, in this verse, uh, is going to, uh, to present that and discuss this idea uh, of, uh, of light and dark. And uh, he began with a statement that uh, I really want to, uh, it's not so much part of uh, what John says, it's almost more of an introduction uh, for the sermon, but it is uh, a point that I, I want us to, uh, to see and to take in this morning. When John says, uh, in those opening words, he says, this then is the message which we have heard uh, excuse me. This, this then is the message that we have heard uh, of him. And he's been talking about God, and now he says, this is the message uh, we have heard uh, of him. And, and, uh, and so the first thing that John does before he uh, hits us with this great uh, theological truth uh, is he tells us where he got it. Uh, he tells, you, tells us where, uh, where it came from. And so the first thing uh, that we have here uh, in, this, uh, in this passage uh, is this documentation. Uh, we, uh, you know, one of the phrases we hear a lot uh, in particular uh, in, uh, in today's uh, America is, is documented and undocumented. We, uh, we hear that phrase a lot. And so uh, John's going to give us the documentation. When, uh, it's kind of like when, uh, uh, when the police officer comes to the car window and, and says, need to see your license and your registration. He wants to see that you're documented, that you've got, the, uh, you've got a driver's license and that the car is not stolen. John, John wants us to know uh, what he's about to say. He's got a driver's license and the car is not stolen. What he's about to say, uh, he says, I've got uh, directly uh, from God. Uh, I've shared with you before, and I, I still do it, and one day I'll learn better maybe. Uh, but Rondo on occasion will tell me something, uh, and I'll say, who told you that? 
and, and she'll get mad at me uh, because she says, don't you trust me? And what I, I'm trying to get her to understand is I trust her explicitly. I trust her with my life. Literally, uh, I, you know, when I go to the doctor and they say, do you still take this pill? I just point at her. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and the uh, doctor asked me one time, she said, well, what'd you do if she wasn't here? I said, I wouldn't be here either. Uh, you know, uh, that's, you know, that's how that works. Uh, you know, I have no idea. There could be rat poison in those little pill bottles. I don't know. I trust her with my life. What I don't know is who she trusted to tell her that. Uh, and I want to know if I trust them too. Well, John wants us to know, you may trust me, uh, or you may not. You may or may not trust me, but I'm telling you something that, uh, that I got from God himself. Uh, and so when you hear this, when I, uh, in a moment, tell you that God is light, uh, that's not just my personal opinion. Uh, that's not just something uh, that uh, I heard on the street somewhere. Uh, this is a, a, a documented truth that, uh, that I got uh, from, from God himself. That is uh, where my authority comes from. Uh, and John does that a lot in the Gospel of John and, and here in these epistles. He, uh, he, he does that often that uh, he makes sure we understand uh, that he was uh, writing something uh, that, he, that, that he got from God. He, he wants us to know uh, where his uh, authority uh, comes from. I think uh, some of you will, uh, I just saw, it, uh, just saw it this week in fact, uh, it was this week, as in the last few days, uh, the Andy Griffith episode. Uh, where the, the peddlers are set up beside the road and, and Barney tries to run them off and they won't run. And, and, and Andy tells them, you go and you tell them they got to go. And he says, you know, you have the authority right there in that bag. You, you have the authority uh, to tell them to go. Uh, well, John says, I have the authority uh, to tell you uh, that God is light, that God uh, is light. And then the second thing uh, in the leading up to this statement that, uh, that I want you to see uh, is not only his documentation, uh, but then uh, the definition. Look what he says uh, in, uh, as he goes on. He says, this is a message we have heard of him and declare uh, unto you. And we'll take just a moment and, and, and talk about this word declare. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a word, it's a common word. Uh, in fact, it just showed up uh, in verse 3 of this same book. He said the same thing. He declared uh, something. But something interesting uh, that happens between verse 3 and verse 5 uh, is the original, the Greek word that was used uh, is in, in this verse uh, is one letter different uh, than uh, the one in verse 3. And it's the only time it's spelled that way. It's the only time John uses it uh, that way. He says we proclaim, we declare uh, this message uh, to you. We, we declare this message uh, to you. And what he's saying when he says that uh, is, uh, again, that, that he's saying it's significant uh, that you understand that I'm preaching, I'm teaching, I am, uh, I am laying this out uh, so that you understand the importance. And what happens here is the difference, uh, again, uh, in, in the two words that are, are translated as declare is the one in verse 3 focuses, emphasizes the speaker, 
This one emphasizes the listener. Uh, It's uh, like uh, in in the old days when uh, a king might send out uh, a a decree and and would send out a message, and his servants, his uh, heralds is what they were called, uh, would go down the street and announce what the king was saying. And and so they would go out and announce that. In in a modern world, uh, probably maybe the best example uh, would be uh, that that aggravating thing that all of us, uh, I think, despise, uh, the emergency broadcast system. I mean, everybody familiar with the emergency broadcast system, right? You know, the first thing I think when that annoying comes on my television is in 2022, have we not figured out a better way to do this? They've been doing it this way since I was a kid. Is there not a better way? Uh, than, you know, and can't they test this emergency broadcast system at 2.30 in the morning instead of in the middle of the ball game? You know, that's, you know, but you know, that, that message is it, it, being sent out for the hearer. Uh, you know, it, it's a test system that, that if they ever needed to warn you and tell you that something is going on, there's you know, some major event, you need to take cover, you need to take shelter. Uh, that's what John, that, that's the nature of this word when John says, we proclaim, we declare to you uh, that God is light. This is a major message. Uh, you know, there's, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm sure you're like me. I have a lot of people um, who, who talk to me. And honestly, part of it's because I don't hear well. Part of it's because I don't care much. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, do you have anybody that talks to you that sometimes, honestly, they sound like the adults and the peanuts? You know what I'm talking about? Remember the adults and the peanuts, right? You never could understand a single, you know, you know that was the idea. Yeah, some people, when they talk, that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, it's just, you know, noise. Yeah, I'm sorry. None of you are in that group. Uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just it's that way. John, John is saying here, this isn't just noise. You know, we all know that we, that there are a lot of things said around us that honestly we don't pay any attention to. Be honest. You, you know that. You know, you, you, you know that. And, and, you know, some of you wives are elbowing the husband. You know, and, you know sometimes, you know, there, there are things that are said around us. There's, there's so much. You know, how many of you, you'll have your TV on just for noise sometimes? You're not really watching it. You're not even paying attention. But again, then that emergency broadcast, as annoying as it is, if you hear that beep, you look to make sure it is a test of the emergency broadcast system, that it's not really a real emergency. Yeah. That's what John is saying here when he says, I proclaim, I declare. He, he, he wants us to understand and, and he, he wants us to set up and take notice and pay very close attention to what he is about to say because what he is about to share with us is life, now eternity changing. What he is about to say is not just noise. It's not just talk. It's not just writing. It is a major message. What is that message? Look in, as we go on in, as we look at this, let's look at the declaration, the declaration that is actually proclaimed. John says this, simple statement, this then is the message which we have heard of him 
and declare uh, unto you that God is light. That God is light. John says, there it is. That's what I want you to stop what you're doing. I want you to, you know, stop everything, put everything else out of your mind. This is the emergency broadcast system with a real message, not a test. You know, you know what it says at the end of that, that, that emergency broadcast? It says, in the event of a real emergency, directions or whatever would have followed. Well, that's what John, John has John went to beep sound. Now he says, here it is. Here is the direction. Here is the life-changing information that I want you to have. God is light. Three little words. Three little words that, quite honestly, we, in many ways, often take for granted and overlook. Don't really think about it. God is light. But this statement is a simple and absolute description of the nature and the character of God. Who God is. That God is light. Not God has light, but God is light. God is light. That if there is light, it comes from God. God is, is light, that He provides light. He is, uh, he is uh, all that He is. To say uh, God is light is saying that God is truth, that God is righteousness, that there is no wrong in God. He's going to go on and, and say that, that there's no, no, no darkness in Him, that He is pure light. That he is uh, the only form of light and righteousness uh, that we have in, in, uh, in our world. That he is the only one that, uh, that is around us uh, that has uh, that characteristic and that uh, capability. God is light and there's no darkness in him. And one of the interesting things to me about that statement, you know, there are a lot of things in the Bible that when we read those things, we look at them, and, and then we have to go and say, okay, what that meant when John wrote it is blah, blah, blah. How that applies to us today is blah, blah, blah. Right? There are a lot of things in the Bible that are, are written in, a, in terminology and words and, and, and traditions and things that you and I don't understand. But when he says God is light, you can say that in any country in the world. You can say that in any language in the world. And that holds true and has the same meaning across the board. That in him was life. And he was the light of men is another way that scripture describes him. That he is blindless. It says the light shines in the darkness. Caleb, can you turn these down before, I have, before my head explodes? Uh, they... they um, he says that's, uh, you know, the, the, the light is the light that shines uh, in the darkness. In a lot of places, we see that Jesus himself uh, refers to himself uh, as the light of the world. It, it is the description. It is uh, the, the name uh, that they use. He says, uh, Jesus says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. And all of us, again, we understand the symbolism and the statement uh, of the difference in, in light and dark. Light is a picture uh, of truth. Light is a picture of knowledge. 
That's why you see cartoons and when someone has an idea, what, what, how do they draw someone having a cartoon, uh, having an idea in a cartoon? Light bulb. Light bulb over their head. Yeah, we, we, we understand the, the symbolism. We understand uh, what it means. We, we understand that, uh, that he is saying that he is uh, light. When somebody is stumbling along, somebody's, uh, when somebody doesn't, trying to be nice, when somebody doesn't get it, that's about as nice as I can, politically correct and nice as I can put that, right? When somebody doesn't get it, what do we say about them? They are in the, the dark. And so the opposite. And so when John says that God is light, you and I instinctively know that he's talking about truth, that he's talking about knowledge, that he's talking about uh, righteousness, that, that God is that, that darkness. Uh, you know, when we talk about somebody, uh, you know, we talk about, uh, uh, you know, we talk about the difference in, uh, and there really is no such thing, when we talk about the difference in little white lies, and, and really bad black dark lights. No such thing, by the way. But we, we still, that's, you know, we, we, we understand the, the imagery of light uh, and darkness. We talk about sin being black. We talk about dark sin. We, you know, it's, it's an image. When God says He is light, we, we understand that. What, what exactly, let's take a minute and, and, and unpack that even more. What, when Jesus says God is light, what does it mean? God is light by nature and character. He is light. So there's a difference in, in, in saying He is light and He has light. There, there's a difference in that statement. He is light. So he is true. He is righteousness. It's like the same statement could be said about God is love. It's not that God loves, but God is love. If for some reason you were to take love out of God, some reason, some way, you could take love out of God, he would cease to be God because that's who he is. In some way, you could take light out of God. He would cease to be God because that's not something he has, that's something he is. You could, you could take my pocket knife from me, and I, I, I'll be hurt because I like this knife. I'll be sad and I'll come after you because I like this knife, but I'll still be me. My general character won't change because, because this knife is not me. It's something I have. And so when John says God is light, he is truth. It's not just that he knows truth. I know truth. Occasionally I even have truth. But I am not truth. There's a difference when John says that God is light. It's his essence. It's his nature. Wherever he is, that light shines through. God is light in that he reveals the light of all things. The only reason we can see other light is because of the light. That's how, that's how we know right, wrong. You know, you know, that's like, I don't know if you've ever seen them. I haven't seen one lately. Um, but they used to be a little tan 
vans, little tan little trucks that you see in front of the gas station. Now I, I would see them all the time around when I when I was in the bread business. And I talked to one of them one time. And what they do is they go to a gas station and they pump so much gas. And on that van, then they have the standard for what a gallon of gas looks like. And when they pump it out, that the pump at that station better be pumping a gallon. Not close, but a gallon. And so they measure it based on the standard. It's like FBI agents. You know, FBI agents learn to find counterfeits. They don't study counterfeits. They'll go out and study all the counterfeit $20 bills that are out there because there are who knows how many. What they do is they take a genuine $20 bill and they study it. I can't even think of the word. Intently. Till they know what a genuine 20 looks like. Upside down, backwards, standing on their head. They, and so if it's not genuine, for whatever reason, they can spot it. Well, by knowing God is light, we know when something isn't. That's, how, that's what reveals to us righteousness and light. The reason we can see light in others is because we know what the light of God looks like and His truth and His righteousness. And so John wants us to understand that. And then he goes on and he gives us this last statement when he says, shows us here the distinction that, that we have. The distinction that he shows us uh, in, in verse 5 when he says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declaring to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In him is no darkness at all at all. An interesting feature of John's writing. You see this in the Gospel of John. You see this in uh, the epistles as well. Is that John, he will state something positively and then he will state it negatively. He will say, um, the, God, the bucket is, let's see if I can figure out how to do this one. Uh, John's smarter than I am. The bucket is full. The bucket is not empty. You know, John, will, you know, John, John will give you um, the two sides. He'll state it one way, and then it's, God is light, there is no darkness. He does that in a number of places and, and, and puts it another way. And, and so what he says is in him is no darkness. Literally in the Greek. And, and it's not good English, but it is good Greek. Literally in the Greek, that statement is there is no darkness in him, none. There is no darkness in him, none. Now, just as we understand the, the symbolism of light, we understand the truth and righteousness and honor that light represents, we understand well the darkness. And John says there is no darkness in him, none. If I had a piece of uh, paper up here with me today, and I was to take my ink pen, and I was to take that piece of paper and do it like that, and hold that piece of paper up, and say, is that piece of paper white? Maybe from what you're saying, you'd say yes. You know, 
But if you were to examine that paper, you'd, I'd probably get a lot of answers like this. Well, for the most part, pretty much. No, it's not white. It's, you know, it's got a dark spot on it. It's no longer completely white. It's no longer completely white. And John says, with God, there's not even a spot. There's no darkness. There's not even a shadow in Him. This, this double negative. There's no, no darkness in Him, none. In English, that's a double negative. In Greek, that's a good sentence. That's why Greeks are praying to That Greek's bad study Hebrew. Yeah, but he says that there's none in him. It's not only good grammar, but it's good theology. There's no darkness in him whatsoever. Listen, it, it, it's the strongest way in the Greek he could express that statement. There is no darkness in him. None. Yeah, again, we might say something, even though it's not necessarily the, the best English. Yeah, your English teacher may frown on it. We probably was we, we probably said statements like that. You can't you 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 tell your children, you know, something like, you can't have any money, none. Yeah. None. Not you clean up your room. Yeah. You know, you know, we might use a sentence like that. It's the strongest way that John could stress the fact that not only is God light. Because, let's face it, lights are all in here. But over here, there's some darkness. Right down here, down this table, there's some darkness. Well, it's not dark, but there is some darkness. Look under your seats. There's some darkness under your seats. Look up here. There's some darkness, right? John wants us to understand that in God, there's not even a corner with a shadow. There is no darkness. It is all light. There's no shade, not a speck, not a mark, not a sin, not a simple stain of, of moral imperfection, no fault, no failure, no falsehood, nothing. That he is flawless, perfect, sinless God. John wants us to understand that. You say, why are you stressing that? Because, and I don't remember the statistics and the number, but you would be shocked if you were to do a little time Googling and looked around to find out how many people who profess to be Christian also believe that Christ sinned. You, you'd be amazed at that number. Now, I'm not even going to stab at it because I don't remember. I just know it, it's, it's not pleasant. Listen, darkness is, is terrible. And he says there's none of that in God. And, and what a great picture, again, to describe sin, this idea of darkness. What a great picture to describe the holiness and the righteousness of God in the light. He says, in God, there is no darkness, only light. 
here's where that really hits. Here's the so what of that verse. In God, God is light. No darkness. None. John has revealed to us the only two options there are. Light and dark. God can either be all light or all darkness. There is no in-between. There is no middle ground. He is either light or darkness. God is a stat, and John has stated that God is light. Oh, and again, this comes back, I want to remind you. He says, I got this from God himself. This is not something I made up. I declare to you the message I got from him. God is light. Here's what I want you to understand about that statement. The same thing is true of mankind. You're either walking in the light or you're walking in the darkness. There are a lot of people who are thinking they're going through this life walking somewhere in the middle. There are many people this morning who are sitting in church trying to act, trying to pretend like they're in the light. And yet they're going to go out tonight or tomorrow or sometime this week and they're going to live in the darkness. They're going to act like darkness. John doesn't say God is light today and dark tomorrow and light the next day. No, he is light. You either have the light of God in you. You either have the light of Jesus Christ. He says, I am the light. You either have the light of Jesus Christ in you. You live in that light and you live in the darkness. That's it. There are only two types of people that have ever walked this earth. Those who know God and those who don't. Those who are saved and those who are lost. Those who are living going to have eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ or those who are going to be separated for eternity in a devil's head. There's only two groups. The light and the dark. Now many people, again, come into the church and they act like they, they have light. It's not that hard to do. You come into church, you don't cuss somebody that's sitting in your seat, you don't start a fight, in the bathroom, you know, you put a little money in the offering plate, you sing a song, you know, if they ask you to, maybe you help with a project around the church. It's not real hard to act like you have the light. 
many people are. But the question that will ring throughout eternity is, do you really have a life? Do you really know Jesus Christ as your Savior? I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. in the light? Do you know him as your personal Savior? There's no, no other place you can be, the light or the darkness. You're online joining us today? That is the question. That is the eternal question. And here's something you need to know. If you choose to go through this life in darkness, if you choose to go through this life in darkness, you know how hell is described? It is described as being in outer darkness. If you go through this life in darkness, you will spend eternity in darkness, separated from God in the devil's hell. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe you're here today and you say, Jimmy, yes, I know I'm saved. I know. No question. And this morning you want to come, thank God for saving you, for changing your life. Maybe you got a friend, a loved one, son, daughter, grandchild that needs to know Jesus. You know they're walking in the darkness. There's no question. You want to come and pray for them. Whatever God lays on your heart. Father, this morning, God, we thank you for this simple statement that John made. It tells us of your nature. tells us of your character. tells us who you are. And God tells us our options. We need to walk in light. And we can walk in darkness. We can be your child. And we can spend eternity lost. God, I pray that you'll touch hearts here this morning. God, that you'll change lives. That there's family members, friends that need Jesus. God, if we pray for them. God, if you have your will here today, we'll give you the honor. Put in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
be seated for just one moment. I need to have cut that thing off. If you will, please. I'm like we all flying out and talk to the world. 